day 71. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Yeah. All right, Ruth. Ruth, man. The shining star mm. in the dark sky that was the that is the time of the judges. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So to your point, right? We're in that same time period, right? We've moved books, but they're still in the same time period. Yep. And man, Ruth is a love story, mm. but it's not the one that you think. Right, right, right. right. Sorry we keep uh <laughs> uh Casting down your sacred cows and the Bible stories you were told, this is not just about a love story between Ruth and Boaz. Fam, <laughs> the <laughs> some of the some of the Bible some of the Bible stories that we were told or learned in church, yeah, they were based on a true story, yeah. <laughs> but they weren't the they were, true story. They were off so, of it. Yeah, yeah, so I'm excited. It's, it's, it's all talk. good. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's about God, right? God uh, extends this has said love this covenantal faithful loving kindness to his people yeah. right and you know god is going to further bro he's going to further his plan of redemption through a destitute widow right a, sorry a destitute foreign a, widow, widow yeah right in this righteous man boaz taking his people from emptiness to fullness from death yeah to life and remember the context is kingship in the days of the judges people did what was right in their own eyes and there was no king in israel right what this is going to show us how there's going to be a king in israel right, right. how god is going to continue that promise of this seed that's going to crush the head of the serpent yeah roof one bro fire fire yeah and so much and just like judges was a literary masterpiece ruth is a literary masterpiece as well um you get emptiness right, right. so there's no seed Right. Yeah. So you have this guy, Elimelech, Elimelech. His name, his name means uh, my God is king. They see it's a famine in the land. Right. Which in the time of the judges would infer this is a time where people are disobedient. Yeah. So this is a curse. Yeah. Right. Remember Deuteronomy 28. Yeah. A curse was like, yo, it'll be yeah. a famine if y'all keep disobeying me. Right. Famine in the land. What do they do? They leave the promised land. Yeah. Wrong. Should have done that. <laughs> they leave Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. House of bread. In search of food elsewhere. Yeah. So there's so there's no food in the house of bread. So you right. see the irony there. But and they but again, like you said, they leave the bounds of the promised land when they should have stayed there and, and waited repented. on God. Yeah, repented, yep. waited on God. So they leave. Elimelech takes his family, his wife Naomi, mm -hmm. and his two sons, Chilion and Mahalon. Yeah. Right? And they marry Moabite women. Yeah. And in an attempt, bro, to get food and not die in the promised land, they die anyway. Yep. Right? So you just see the irony again. Right. However, God God is just so gracious. He leaves uh, Ruth and he leaves Orpah. Yeah. And they're like, yo, Ma, Naomi, what's up? what's up? Naomi's like, yo, head back, bro. I'm good as dead. Right? Yep. So you see death is the context. Yeah. Right? There, there, were, there was no seed. Now there's no sons. Right. Mm. And what Naomi is saying is, at the end of the day, like, I have nothing to offer you guys. Right. But if, if I had a, like, another- Even if I had a kid right now. <laughs> he would have to grow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, it's like too much. And so you just see God's people are in this um, destitute situation, bro. Mm. And um, they need the hand of God. And he is going to work yeah. right, through Ruth, right? Yep. who is this foreigner, who is this widow. And so um, what's, what's so crazy is, bro, and there's so much here. Um, and I'll let you rock. But um, she's like, yo, nah, I'm good. Like, Ma, I want to stay with you. Yeah, Ruth. Yeah. She's like, I want your people to be my people and your God, God to, to be, be my God. God. And you know what the text is going to say? Mm. It's going to say, Ruth clung to Naomi. Right. That word, debak. It is the same word used in Genesis 2. Come on. Right? With Adam and Eve, where he's like, no, like a man, a man uh, will leave his mother and father, 
and cling, cling to, his to his wife. Yep. And it's this covenantal word, bro. So Ruth is making a covenant with Naomi in a sense. Right. But it's also she's in covenant with God. So now this foreigner is going to actually become an Israelite similar to Rahab right. in Joshua 2. So you see God just behind the scenes. He's not even really mentioned here. Behind the scenes. But he's working. Throughout this whole book, it's God working behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, God is behind the scenes working faithfulness and faithful love for his people. All right, if chapter one mm -hmm. is pain, right, and it ends at pain, yeah. Naomi, and one of the things that you're gonna see in this book as well too, names matter, Absolutely. they're important. Elimelech, uh, my God is king, leaves his king in search of bread. His sons, Malon and Kilion, mean weak and sickly. Yeah. They were weak and sick, they died. Yeah. Naomi means pleasant yeah and when she comes back they're like yo naomi's back and she says yo call don't me call me that yeah call me mara yeah. which means bitter yeah. because she's like yo god's dealt very bitterly with me chapter one is a chapter of pain mm -hmm. chapter two the word is providence mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we start to see God at work. We see these long shots made yeah, yeah. likely, right? At the beginning, it says it's famine. But that last verse in the first chapter yeah, says this. Yeah. But they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. So, mm -hmm. yo, right when they come back, fam, the famine is it's done. Lifting. It's lifting. Yeah. And it's starting to come. And now the uh, it's not just going to be the fact that there's bread there, mm. but now the struggle's gonna be, how does an old widow mm. and a foreign widow mm. come back into a land and enjoy the bread that's there? Yeah. They don't have economic options at this yeah. time, yeah. right? It's a long shot that they'll even survive as they come back. Mm -hmm. And in chapter two, what we see is the providence of God mm. at work. Yeah, and it's like, in this time, again, economic stability is linked to social status right right and so they're they're not just widows but they're poor and they're marginalized and they're destitute right and so what um ruth does is she goes and gets grain from the field of this man named boaz now yeah. mind you she has no idea who boaz is yeah so you see the providence of god there and remember in leviticus 19:9, deuteronomy 24 19 god says yo when you harvest your grain don't do it to the edge of the fields so the widows and the poor and the orphan, those who are destitute, can come behind you. What happens? Because Boaz obeys God. Yeah. Ruth gets blessed. He sees Ruth. He's like, your name been buzzing out in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he talks to dude and he's like, yo, yeah. tell me about yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yo, you see that, um, you know, he obeys. Ruth gets blessed. So now it was... They didn't have seed and sons in chapter one, but now they have seed. Right. So she comes back with 30 to 50 pounds, they estimate, of barley. Boaz says, yo, send her back. <laughs> send her back. And make sure you send her back with doggy bags, with yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with mad stuff. And so, um, man, it's so funny because, um, you know, uh, Boaz is, 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 is called a, uh, a man of noble character. Um, and what's funny is this, backtrack really quick, Proverbs, in the original... Uh, text of the Hebrew Bible, Ruth came after Proverbs. Mm. Why? Because at the end of Proverbs, you have this, um, the, the Proverbs 31 woman, the woman of noble character, and it was trying to show that Ruth was that woman. Yep. Where here, in this text, Ruth is that woman, yes, but Boaz is that guy too. Right. Right? So he's this righteous guy, and you just see, bro, um, you know, the, 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 the kindness of God, bro. He's like, yo, I've heard about you, 
and God is going to extend his kindness. Right? He's You've come under his wings. Right. And you see that God has extended his kindness to Ruth through Boaz. Yeah. yeah. One of the things really quick that I do want to bring up is, bro, here's how you know somebody is humble versus entitled. Mm. Okay. Ruth, after she receives all this kindness from Boaz, mm. it says this in verse 10 and 2 verse 10. She fell face down, bowed to the ground and said to him, why have I found favor with you? so that you notice me altogether since I am a foreigner. Mm. All right, this. The entitled, when they've been praying and longing for God to do something yeah. miraculous mm, mm, mm. and God does it, the entitled person says, it's about time. Yeah, that's good. The humble person, when they receive the answer to their prayers, they say, yo, why me? Mm. Why me? God, why have you been so good yeah. to me? Yeah. And here we see Ruth getting this answer to a prayer from Naomi that God would be kind to her. And she says, yo, why me? Right. Yeah. And I just mm. think that's an excellent model for how we're to think of um, how we receive goodness from God with gratitude. Yeah. Why me versus it's about time. No, that's excellent. And it's so crazy because, um, you know, Boaz praises Ruth for the hesed, the, the covenantal loving kindness that she extended to Naomi. Right. And then Boaz reciprocates that very same thing to Ruth. And so she goes back to Naomi and Naomi's like, Dag, where you where you get that from? <laughs> right. right? And she tells him about Boaz and he's like, oh no, nah, like he's actually a Goel. He's actually right. the Kinsman Redeemer. Right. So they make this plan. So like, I listen, you listen. gotta get right. You uh, gotta- you've been a widow. I know you haven't <laughs> thought about you ain't thought about it, but Ruth, I here's what you're gonna do. Yeah. You're gonna clean yourself up. Mm-hmm. Right? You're gonna get out there. Uh first of all, chapter three, yeah, it's bookended with this word rest. Rest. Yes, right. Chapter one is about pain, chapter two is about providence, chapter three is about rest. Rest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um Ruth says this. My daughter, shouldn't I find rest for you so that you will be taken care of? And then we see the whole plan. Yo, wash your clothes, fix your hair, mm-hmm. put on a little perfume. And yeah. yeah. To your point, bro, she comes to him and um, she comes to him. She tells him to go like, yo, get, get daughter up. And, uh, you know, essentially she's going to like uncover his feet and all this stuff. People are like, what is going on? This is not um, an obscene advance. Right. Right. What, what many have said is um, this is a type of marriage proposal. She's, she wants to come into a relationship with him, covenantally, marriage, and she's, in, in a sense, proposing to him as a destitute person, yeah. right, with a person uh, of higher status. And so what she asks him, though, she's like, yo, remember the, all that talk you was talking about a mm-hmm. while ago about, you know, me coming out of God's wings and all that? I want you to put your money where your mouth is, <laughs> right. right? I want you to be the means through which I come under God's wings, right? right? I want you, as this human... Uh, to be the person, the redeemer, the person through which I will receive God's covenantal loving kindness. God right. is going to extend his covenantal loving kindness to us through a human redeemer. Mm. And we see Boaz prefiguring right. it here. And so basically what she needs, though, bro, is because he was the kinsman redeemer, they had a lot of functions, functions in the Bible. And we won't go through all of them. But one of the things that they were to do, they were to ensure hereditary property. Right. right. So he would buy this property. 
And it would still belong to Ruth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so he didn't have to marry her. That's a whole different law. Right. Leverage marriage. That's a right. whole different law. And so Boaz being a righteous man, bro, he says, you know what? I ain't even going to try to come up like that. I'm going to send you to the nearer redeemer. Yeah. Who we don't even know his name. Mm. Which is another thing. It's another thing. So I'm a, let's let's go to the nearest redeemer and maybe he could redeem you. Right? And so, uh, yeah, we'll see in chapter four that he goes to Mr. So-and-so. Literally in the Hebrew, bro, his name is Mr. So-and-so. And the reason why his name is that is yeah. because the nearest redeemer had an obligation to redeem. Yeah. And the Bible says that mm -hmm. uh, if he doesn't fulfill that obligation, that his name, like, yo, let his name not be remembered. Yeah. And it's crazy because, um, you know, we had emptiness of seed and son. Yeah. And in uh, in the two, we had the fullness of seed. And right. then in the four, we're going to have the son come mm. back. And so what's interesting is this. Boaz comes to do. He's like, yo, I got this widow, Ruth. I need you to redeem her. But, I, but also you got to marry her. Yeah. And so the reason, and, and somebody pointed this out, the reason the dude does not marry her, bro, is because he's being selfish. How do we know? Yeah. Because if he was to redeem her, they were to get married. And everything she inherited goes to not his own line and his right. kids. It will be Ruth's line. Right. It will be their stuff. Yeah. So in other words, like he he has no, there's no uh, gain for him. There's right. nothing in it for him, quote yeah. unquote. But what he doesn't realize mm. is this would be an opportunity to be in the royal heavenly lineage that will produce the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And because he, he turns this down, in a in a chapter chapter four full of names and lineages, yeah, his name is forgotten. his name is not included, right? Right. But the rest of them, Ruth, Boaz, the rest of them, their names are remembered, bro. Yeah. And so you see, bro, that's a lesson for us. Like to the world, the decisions we make in the world's eyes may not move us further up any type no. of economic ladder. It may not move us further in in, in prominence and fame. But will it move us further in the kingdom of God? This is what I'm you come on, bro. This whole book is about God working behind the scenes. Yes. It reminds us that you never know what God is up to behind the scenes. So don't spend your time trying to figure it out yeah. or trying to finagle your way into blessing. Mm -hmm. Instead, remain faithful to the things that God has called you to do. Yeah. Everybody in the Bible that tries to figure out what God is up to and finagle their way into blessing misses it. Yeah. The people that experience the faithfulness of God in the richest way mm. are the people that say, yo, God, I'm just going to be faithful to what you've called me to do right now. Mm. You've put a need in front of me right now. I'm going to be faithful to do that. Mm -hmm. And they see what God does, right? When a, chapter one is pain. Mm -hmm. Chapter two, providence of God. Mm -hmm. Chapter three is the rest that God brings. Mm -hmm. So Boaz at the end is going to be like, all right, yo, Ruth, I got you. Yeah. Chapter four is about redemption amen and now what we see is the great reversal mm -hmm. of all of these things mm -hmm. right that boaz takes ruth marries ruth ruth who prior to this look was not just a widow mm -hmm. was not just a foreign widow mm -hmm. but was likely a barren, barren widow. foreign widow yeah. because she hadn't had any kids yet right and now through boaz ruth has kids yeah. naomi left Bethlehem full, came back empty, mm. and now she's a grandma mm. and she's full, Yeah, right? She's and, and so we just see like this beautiful redemption that takes place. Mm. Um, 
Naomi feared that her line would end. Mm. And at the end of the book, we see, no, 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 no. Naomi was alive to see her grandchildren, see how things play out, that uh, uh, Boaz and Ruth fathered fathered Obed, who fathered Jesse, who fathered David. Mm. And David is going to be the king. And, and, And we just see this full circle of people finding themselves in a place that they never would have strategized for for uh, for themselves, mm, mm. yeah. And it's yeah, it's so much, bro. <sighs> it's so much you could say. Um, I think one of the things that's interesting is Boaz doesn't have a uh, you know, he doesn't have an obligation to marry Ruth mm. because he's not uh, Chilion or Mahalon's brother, yeah. right? So he voluntarily mm. marries and redeems. Come on, Ruth. Come on, when he didn't have to. Come on, you know what the Lord Jesus does? Uh-huh. Listen. The Bible, and we don't want to miss the forest for the trees. Right. The Bible is about a marriage. Right. It starts with Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah. But that, but Paul will say, that's ultimately about Christ in the church. Right. So one way to even view the gospel yeah. is this, is that the father yeah. presents a bride yeah. to his son. Yeah. Right. That That's really the gospel. Right. Like he presents a bride to his son. So Christ comes and marries the church. Right. And he didn't have to. Right. He could have left no us. No obligation. No obligation. Could have left us destitute in our sin and what he does is he unites himself to us and we will be with him and heaven is is spoken of in wedding is spoken of in wedding like terms it is the marriage supper of the lamb right, right. it is celebrating what christ has done to purchase a bride for himself mm. now what's crazy too Boaz is the kinsman redeemer. Right. He had to be an Israelite. Right. So that's why Jesus comes yep. and God has to pr- fulfill these promises to Israel. Yep. Jesus comes and he has to be this perfect Israelite. Right. The greater Boaz. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, Boaz had the financial and economic right. means mm. to redeem Ruth. Right. Right. But what you what you see here is um, with Jesus, the Bible said, no, 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 he didn't redeem you with gold, bro. Right, he right, right. He redeemed you with something more precious right, than gold combined. Right. His precious blood. Further than that, right. Ruth is a foreigner, right? right? What the gospel is going to do in the, in, the, in the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to unite Israel and Gentiles, right. right? So you see even here, a Gentile is being added with the Israelites. So right. it's just so many yeah. uh, things. And then the genealogy. Mm. The genealogy, if you look That's at right. it carefully, remember, there's gems in the genealogy, bro. Right. If you look at it carefully, fam, this is not all the generations up until no. from Perez until uh, 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 David. No. It's, it's not all the genealogies. They skip them. Why? Genealogies, remember this, are not comprehensive. They are selective. Right. They are trying to make a point. Right. Perez, why does it start with Perez? Whose mama was he? You or, feel me? Yeah. He was. He or, was or, who, uh, who was his mom? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, what well, is it? Tamar, right? Tamar. Yeah, Tamar, who is. Another not a foreigner. Yeah, but you just see, yeah. So uh, the concept of lever of marriage was was present with Perez, and then it's present with Boaz too. Boaz is the seventh person in this genealogy. Mm. Seven has a significance in it. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, he's this righteous one that is trying to be highlighted right. that God used to bring about this king, King David. It's so crazy, bro. It's so much, and I know we over time. Um, I got a dentist appointment and everything. Right. But, <laughs> listen, um, you know what's crazy is. When Naomi and them come back and they have the kid, they yeah. say, this day, God has provided a redeemer. Mm. And what many have said, based on the way it's constructed, is that the child right. that they'll have yeah. is the redeemer. Why are they saying that? Well, because, fam, the hope was always that God will provide redemption yeah. through children right. to bring about the ultimate child. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so always you see people are making a big deal in the Bible. 
about children. Yeah. Because the promises always were through a children and to the children as mm. well forever. And so you see the Lord just coming through, oh, bro, and bringing life where there is none. Right. Fullness out of emptiness. Right. And redemption and love to a people that he will not give up on. All behind the scenes. All behind the scenes. When it seems like he's most silent, bro. Yeah. He's most at work. Yeah. Let's it. pray. Father, I pray that you would remind us that even today when we run up against some of the most frustrating circumstances that we can imagine, would you remind us uh, that just because we don't see you work, it doesn't mean that you're absent, God. You are the all-powerful, immortal, invisible God, mm. constantly at work behind the scenes even when we don't see it, especially when we don't see it. I pray that our faith would be built up and we would trust what you say more than what we see because our sight is limited. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.